0: This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. Well, I'm back after a a brief hiatus. And in the last episode that I uh, shared with you, I said, you know, this is the end unless I can think of something uh, beneficial to share with you. And so uh, this week I did have something that I thought might be beneficial uh, for your own uh, journey. In your uh, spiritual practice, whatever that may be, and it occurred uh, last Friday afternoon or evening. I had dinner with a with a dear friend who's a retired pastor, and we were talking about stories, and and somehow the idea or the concept of vaccinations came up, and I can remember uh, with my friend, I I shared a story from early in my. Ministerial years when I was a young pastor, and I—I I think I've confessed to you before. I—I I really wasn't a very good pastor. I—I I was pretty self-centered. But anyway, uh, in those early years, I can remember being at a uh, pastor's luncheon. A bunch of us young ministers were together, and we had invited an older, wiser man to come and speak to us, and his name was Peter Lord, and he was a, a Baptist pastor from our area, pretty well known, and uh, he uh, was had grown up in Jamaica, so he had this crazy Jamaican uh, accent and laugh that was just infectious, And so uh, as the luncheon was going on, most of us, me included, were all complaining about uh, our parishioners, the people in our church, and how they, you know, don't seem interested, don't want to be involved, don't want to do things. And, and, And Peter sat there with that crazy Jamaican laugh of his and said, you boys just don't get it, do you? And we said, what? He said, God wants to kill you. And the table went Quiet. Now, in that moment, uh, I imagined what Peter was trying to tell us in his own inimitable way was that it's God's desire uh, to put to death in us that selfish, uh, self-centered ambition, what Thomas Merton called the false self. In in those days, I estimated my value and worth as a man, as a minister, by what in the profession we call nickels and noses, by how big the offerings were and the financial offerings and, and how many people came to hear me preach, that that's how I esteemed myself. If, if there was uh, big enough offerings and enough people, then I felt uh, good about myself. And if that wasn't the case, then I didn't. And, and I think what Peter was trying to communicate to us, God wants to put to death in us that selfish ambition that is so uh, centered on the ego. And uh, it's God's desire that we would live for others and, and be more compassionate. Well, as I've thought about that story, I, I realized uh, years ago that in many ways I had been vaccinated with Christianity. I had a spiritual vaccination. I, Now, the way vaccines work, as I understand it, a vaccine uh, gives you an imitation of, a, of an illness, and it's an imitation, not designed to make you sick, but oftentimes or sometimes there are fevers and chills that come with a vaccination. I know when I got the shingles vaccine, I was down for about three days. It's pretty, It was pretty tough on me, but that's not the design. The design is you get an imitation of the disease, and your body then builds up an immune system to protect you from the full-on dangers or uh, the, the full capacity of the disease. And at any rate, I realized early on that I had been inoculated to Christianity. I had an imitation of Christianity. I had enough of Christianity to know what I should believe, what I shouldn't believe, and what i could do and get away with and what i couldn't do and get away with and it just made for an imitation of a christian life and as i've gotten into my ripe old age i realize i i no longer want to be spiritually vaccinated i want the full measure of the Christian experience to absorb my being now my my path is a Christian path, whatever yours may be um i I, I can recall someone a friend of mine was telling me one time that uh, they had gone over to uh, Tiknot Han's plum village in France. Thich Nhat Han is a very famous and wise Buddhist teacher of today, and uh, uh My friend noticed that uh, many Christians from North America went to Plum Plum Village to learn from Thich Nhat Hanh on how to be a good Buddhist, and and my friend was really shocked when Thich Nhat Hanh told them all, you're Christians, go be Christians, go be what you are. That doesn't preclude you from a Buddhist philosophy, but go, go be what you are. And I think the wisdom there is to drink deeply from whatever spiritual well you drink from but to, to fully absorb it to let it get into your being uh, a, a dear dear friend of mine coined a term coined a phrase that i love she was talking one time and she told me you know so many of us in our culture today are spiritual tourists we go on uh, retreats and seminars and webinars and we do a weekend here and a weekend there. We read this book, that book, and we're spiritual tourists. We just check in for a couple of weeks, see what it's like, and then move on to something else. And, and I think that precludes what authentic spirituality has to give us. I know in my case, I, I want to be fully immersed in the Christian experience. I want the source of all that is, the, the, the one we name God. The, the creator of all that is, to absolutely catch my soul on fire and that I would give myself, as, as Jesus did, to so many others, that I would live a compassionate life. I think uh, one of the, the ways I express this is I have uh, an aspiration that I uh, have given to myself, and it, and it goes like this. It's very simple. Uh, I I would much rather live my life as a conduit of God's grace rather than a participant in the fear of not enough. I live in a culture that tells me there's not going to be enough. The stock market's going to crash. There's uh, supply chain issues. Everything, inflation is running rampant. Uh, the world is in a mess. And the the fear that pervades our culture, that there's not enough, and not enough. You better grab and hoard what you can. I don't want to live that way. I I want to be so immersed in the Christian experience, in this divine other we name God, that I would give my life and and, and be a conduit of grace, of, of life-giving energy to, to those in my world and those around me. And that certainly has been the focus in my chaplain practice, my practice of chaplaincy, being a hospice chaplain. But I want to extend that beyond just the patients that I serve to the people in my life. I'm also reminded there's a great line by Uh, That is attributed to a, a Christian missionary, a guy named Jim Elliott, who is noted as saying he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And so my prayer for you this week, my friend is that you would not be inoculated from whatever spiritual path you drink from, but that you would be fully immersed in it and that it would transform you from the inside out and that you and I would live differently in this world, not succumbing to the fears of our culture, but uh, tapping in to the source of all that is and living freely as human beings with compassion and wisdom. Oh, may it be so.